0: My daughter and her son are very consistent hmm. in, in in three areas when it comes to the emotions of their children. And, and it, it's recognize, name, and properly express their, hmm. emo, their emotions. Hmm. Recognize their emotions, name their emotion, good. and then properly express their emotion. Hey, now. Hey. Hey, wait. Hold on. Producer Chris. Yes. I, uh, can you turn my mic up? I, uh, I can't hear myself very well there.
1: Because the, so nah,
0: the music is so jamming. The music is jamming. I just can't hear myself. I'm kind of muffled. Oh, there we go. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. I thought I thought we landed on the song from the last episode. No, we didn't. Wait. He's
1: gonna keep you on your toes. Oh, now. good. Okay.
0: I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. I'm very nervous. Producer Chris is frantically playing around with cords and cables <laughs> and. <laughs> What's happening over right there? Don't fall any over time, there, producer Chris. Any time Chris. we're I'm under recording, attack. hey, now I can't hear myself again. I know. Whatever, whatever what, you did, it's the whatever you did worked for a minute I'm and then it went. To oh oh the, no! Oh, now it's really gone.
2: Yeah. Oh, no. It's this thing right here. It literally watch.
0: Yeah, how's oh, that? Oh, hi, now I'm back. That's so. Oh yeah, that great. Does that mean that, ooh, nope. Now I'm gone. There oh, you go. <laughs> Does that <laughs> mean people listening? It's going and. In... No, I can hear you just no, fine. No, oh, oh, it's, it's just my, you. It's your headset. It's my headset. Yeah. You. Okay, now that's fine. That's fine. That's fine.
1: See, producer Chris is playing with you now.
2: It's, it's yeah. one. There it is, right there. There it is. I, I, is I that felt good? It, I, it is now. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if it gets that bad, I'll just
2: take my headphones <laughs> off and listen to listen to your wow. voices.
0: Wow! Hey, Way hey, to hey, start wait.
2: off technologically do you, do you strong. Check out our new picture. What are you talking Look about? Look at the new picture up there on the thing. Yeah, three middle-aged... Oh, my goodness. What?
0: What? What do you... Oh, my goodness thing. I don't even see... I Who? see three guys <laughs>
2: in Hawaii. I am one of those.
0: For our... You are? Uh, yes. You are one of those? For yeah, audio I'm listeners. The, the far you're, you're, left with you're my shaved You're head. not the guy on the left.
2: <laughs> I've got my bicep.
0: Wait a second. That's you in the middle. <laughs> oh,
2: the, my for goodness. For yes. listening
0: and not watching, Yes. we have a little bit of an ongoing bit about Chris and surf language, and we tease him. And now in our studio, he's got a picture of three middle-aged guys. One of whom is Chris, <laughs> yeah, holding surfboards with a real rat- surfboard that ho- looks like a real Hawaii. picture.
2: Radical Reed. Radical Reed was my oh, name. Boy. That's oh my god! That's what they called me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's what people call me. And... If they
0: called you Radical Reed, it means yeah. you were whatever the opposite <laughs> of. Ra- I mean, that was that was <laughs> them poking at you.
1: <laughs> I don't know. He looks pretty legit in no, this picture. Looks, he looks, looks like a, he looks could fine. be a. I just want to know, surfer there.
0: did Tina give you permission to wear her capris in the <laughs> water? <laughs> 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 you are terrible. <laughs> Grace, am I right? <laughs> no. Come those are on. my Oakley I will let the viewers shorts. on YouTube decide.
2: <laughs> you know, that's actually right. Your, cla-
0: that- your clam diggers, is no. that what they call those? <laughs> that- <laughs> the East Coast clam diggers. <laughs> oh my
2: goodness. That- that's actually uh, the same day I lost my wedding ring. Oh, like I had oh, went uh, from yeah. the picture out and and oh, then no. ended up losing the wedding oh, ring. No. Wow, that's there sad. you go. And but the good news is the wedding ring is something I got. It, it was I got it off Amazon, right? And it was like thirty bucks. Yeah, that's a good deal. What? <laughs> and I ordered another one when I was yeah. there on Amazon. Yep, like ten bucks. Yep, there that's you all go. it was. My I, original wedding ring, I gave you know gave it to Tina. She was cool with it. Melted it down and. Added another, what? added another stone to her little wedding ring that I got her. What? So wait,
0: your <coughs> the the original, original your, your original wedding it ring was
2: gold and diamond to you match melted hers. It.
0: Yeah, and you melted it down. Just said,
2: "Hey, do you want this? And then we can you can do whatever you want with it." And she took she took the diamonds huh. out of it and uh, put it in her ring. But you did that
1: because you were gonna get another one. Yeah,
2: I'm like, well, I have this fancy gold and diamond Which, yeah. ring right well, i don't want to really <laughs> you yeah. didn't want to wear it. yeah i did when we first got married because she's like we need to get Ooh. matching rings and did it and i'm like oh, okay whatever <laughs> but to me it was just too fancy yeah oh yeah. i see and interesting so i just got like one of those what is it titanium yeah tungstens
1: tungsten that, that Tung, material yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: tungsten i think yeah, yeah. It yeah. might be titanium, but it's probably tungsten. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I, I don't know why I know. I are, I don't yeah.
0: Know. <laughs> I might be totally wrong.
2: Oh, All right. <laughs> hey, no, yes. Well, do you yes. recognize the guy on the far right?
0: The guy on the we far had, right. We had him in
2: studio like a few months back. We did? Yes. Who? We, we what? We who? Yeah. Who is that? That's, no that's, yeah. Doug no. yes. that's Doug Jones
0: No That's Doug Jones Do you
2: see him Wait Man are my eyes
0: Is okay, that really that, that guy looks That's
2: It was a few years ago no. So we had no. a little that more meat on him That does not look
0: like he, him at that's all That's him More meat And B <laughs> Doug Jones is Doug Jones is What is Doug Jones 38 <laughs> That guy looks that, yeah. six, that guy looks 58 No not true. It is true. Why? He does not. Okay. Let's <laughs> move on. Nobody. For, nobody for our first-time
1: listeners, this is not a podcast about surfing. <laughs> and nobody and cares. And it's not a podcast about wedding <laughs> jewelry. Nobody
0: cares. I'm what sorry. is this podcast so about, Kurt? I don't even know. <laughs> I got Tell our listeners. I what know. are we here for? <laughs> <laughs> this is. I, I, here's what I think. I think people who listen all the time, they've learned. I just fast forward through the first four (laughs) minutes of stupidity because it's nonsense. If they would just prepare, if they would just come in like (laughs) professionals, if they would value our time as listeners. Or we wouldn't have to put up with some guy's pictures that we don't know or care about. Figure out how old he is. Tungsten versus titanium rings. Who cares?
1: Or you can listen if you want to feel better about your own Self.
0: <laughs> and yeah, our own true. hot mess. Yeah. Here's, anyway. But here, before you jump in, now that I'm just going to keep lingering. I mean, you're going to keep going. Yeah. But <laughs> now it's, be, it's five it's minutes. It's because, like, Chris and I see each other most days. Yeah. We only see Grace When we when we record an episode once a week or whatever. And so it's just it's like a little family reunion every time. So And we know how family reunions are. And we like each other. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's a bad analogy. All right, everybody. Welcome back Uh, to another episode of our On Purpose Parents podcast. Kurt Johnston, Grace Yoon, producer Chris as always. (laughs) And we are in the tail end of a little two episode mini series that we're calling safe at home, Mm -hmm. safe at home. And last week, if you did not listen, last week was great Mm -hmm. or last episode. Um, And last episode, we had our guest, Mark Wilhelmson, Mm -hmm. and he wrote a book called Emergency. This book will save
1: your baby's life, your
0: baby's life. Mm -hmm. The book everybody wants to read.
1: Yeah. We want to save our baby's life. Nobody wants to
0: read that book, but everybody should. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't listen to last week's episode, please do. Um, Buy the book. Share the book. Mm -hmm. It it literally could save a life of your own child or of somebody who you might know or love. Um, And I think it's worth the time. But that was week one was physical safety. Yes. What are we going to talk about today, Grace?
1: Today, we're going to flip on the other side of the coin, if we want to think of it that way. And we're also going to talk about emotional safety. So in our home, we have, as parents, responsibilities to take care of our children's physical health. But we know that a person is not just physical. Physical is absolutely important, and it takes up most of our bandwidth, especially when you have kids five and under. But the other side of the picture is that as parents, we are also a key player in keeping our kids emotionally safe. And we're going to talk what does that even mean? Right. What is emotional safety? Because that's less intuitive than physical safety. Everyone understands physical safety. Yes. You know, we don't want yes. our kids to choke, drown, right. burn, uh, you know, get in an accident. But emotional safety feels a little more. Nebulous,
0: yeah, and a potentially
1: more, a little bit more hokey. Like, yeah, what are we talking? Is it just
0: vague? It's a little vague. It sounds very modern. Yeah, like, like are we my, just, my generation, mm-hmm. I never thought about emotional safety right. or even emotional health. Right. Um, that
1: term might have been so foreign back then. Yes, yeah. Yes. Exactly. So, but one of the things that um, we wanted to talk about today is really emotional safety. Is to put it simply defined as feeling secure enough to truly express yourself with someone and show up as your authentic self and Mm. that really enables you as a kid yes to become who you were created to be and that fits in very closely with what our goal is at this on purpose parent podcast is to really help parents win helping our children become interdependent lifelong followers of Jesus who desire to make a kingdom contribution. And I will say, you know, just as physical health allows your children to grow and reap the benefits of life to play sports or to learn, to pay attention at school, to be able to explore and, um, learn things by being physically healthy. Yep. Emotional safety allows your child to learn how to interact with other people right. in a healthy way, which is the core foundation of so many yes. things in life, because yes. so many things in life right. is based on
0: relationships. Right. Exactly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and you know, we, we purposely don't talk a ton about like how to raise successful kids. Mm-hmm. We talk about how to raise interdependent lifelong followers of Jesus who want to make a kingdom contribution. That's the mark of success. Right. But studies after study after study will show you that one of the mark, a really important mark of success is like what they would call emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's relationship skills Right. that that IQ gets you so far. And there are very, very, very successful people who don't have a whole lot of emotional intelligence. Right. And usually that's because they have. They're so good at a really unique skill that it doesn't matter mm. if they're emotionally intelligent or not. They can just deliver the goods in this lane. Um, but for the rest of us, right. our success, our financial success, our upward movement in an organization um, really relies a lot on our emotional health, mm-hmm. our EQ right versus IQ. Um, p- turns out that's as important, if not oftentimes more important. And so to really start thinking about this early on with our kids right. to do what we can, a lot of our emotional health is some of that stuff is how we're hardwired to some mm-hmm. degree. Right. Um, our, we have a ten- our tendencies towards certain emotions mm-hmm, or whatever, mm-hmm. but as parents, if we're just paying attention a little bit earlier, maybe we can help raise we can set what I what I thought the phrase that came to my mind was how do we sort of like set the table for an emotional healthy environment at home Mm -hmm. right right Right? exactly let's let's do we can't we can't we can't do it all but let's do what we can to kind of set the stage to set the table for our kids to be as emotional healthy as as any broken human being can be
1: yeah and another way we can you know create that analogy is just like physical health if your child, I, I recently had a friend who reached out for a prayer request because her child is not growing. Mm. So physically she's not gaining weight. She's right. not like not really eating whatever she needs to eat to grow. And that's a cause of concern. And that's a very physical thing. Like if our child doesn't grow physically, this is going to hamper the child's life. Yes. But that's the same way we could think about if our if we don't if we don't have an emotional safe place for our kids, their emotional growth, right. their ability to develop emotional intelligence will also be stunted, right. and that's also just a big of a concern yep. or something that we should be paying attention yeah. to as that's parents. Good. Yeah.
0: Well, let's jump into it. And how I'd like to do it today, Grace, is I'll share a few thoughts, and, yeah. I'll, and you can add color commentary, and then you can do the same. Oh, Perfect. Um, and my experience with this, because I'm from a little bit older generation, I kind of alluded to it earlier... It just wasn't part of the vernacular. I don't think mm-hmm. my parents had ever even heard the phrase emotional health. <laughs> um, you know, I, I was Chris, producer Chris, I think would say, it, 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 I'm sure it wasn't 100%, but it was more the cultural norm of mm-hmm. our generation. Was I was taught either overtly or co- you know, in a kind of accidentally, whatever that word mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. overtly or covertly or consciously or subconsciously mm-hmm, by my parents mm-hmm. to suppress my emotions Mm -hmm. like emotional health is don't show your emotions. (laughs) That is healthy. That's a sign of weakness. That's Mm -hmm. a sign. Like nobody, nobody wants your drama. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like rub some dirt. You're crying, rub some dirt in it, shake it off, get over it. Right. Right. All the phrases that I grew up hearing. Um, and I can speak to myself, uh, producer Chris, I can't speak for you, but I would say now as a mid fifties adult man, beginning to think, you know, more and more about emotional health realizing I'm sure glad that culture has shifted Mm. in a direction that is paying more attention to it because Mm -hmm. I don't think um, I'm always as emotionally healthy because I just, nobody ever talked to me about it. Mm -hmm. Nobody modeled it. Nobody told me how to deal with how I feel, you know, all those, all those things. But I have watched my daughter Mm. and her husband and how they are raising our two grandchildren. They have two, two children, one's four and one will be three and just right away.
1: What a fun age.
0: It's <laughs> a great, it's the it's <laughs> greatest age in the history of ages. It's amazing. See, those
1: are like my um, favorite, oh, mine especially two. three. Yeah. yeah. You know, my favorite. Oh, they're
0: my favorite the best. age. Um, And I've, I've watched, we've not really talked about it. So I'm just going to share like this three stages to a process mm. that, that I've identified and I'm using Kurt language and Kurt how, language? Kurt, Kurt. I'm using oh, okay. my, oh, my own language <laughs> yeah. Um, because I'm not, I, I've not read books on it. Right. I, I'm, I'm just going, Oh, it seems like they're doing these things.
1: Yeah. This is what this, you've This observed. is what I've observed. Mm-hmm.
0: And so I'll share that with, with parent and you guys listening can do what you want. But here, here's what I've observed is I've, I reserved that I've observed that it seems like my, my daughter and her son are very consistent mm. in, in, in three areas when it comes to the emotions of their children. And, and it it's, recognize name and properly express their hmm. emo- their emotions hmm. recognize their emotions name their emotion good. and then properly express their emotion and mm-hmm. I I just constantly see my daughter talking to either June or Miller when they're having a moment right mm-hmm. they're having a and, and and she'll say things like hey you know it's okay to pay attention like you want to help your kids pay attention to how they're feeling, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. because
0: at a very early age, you, you notice I don't I feel different right now than I did two minutes ago. Why is that right? And so just helping your children, like, understand that it's OK to feel different feelings. Mm-hmm. It's OK. It's OK to feel different feelings based on your circumstances. And my daughter, you know, I've never seen her or heard her say, don't be angry. Mm. Don't be sad. Hmm. It's nothing to be sad about. Now that's what I heard growing up all the time. Right. That, that's nothing to be sad about. Toughen are, up. Toughen up. Why are you crying? Don't yeah, waste don't your be tears. Don't waste yeah. your tears. Don't cry until it matters. All that stuff, uh. right? And and helping helping our our kids recognize that they're emotional human beings,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that it's okay. To have emotions mm-hmm. when things happen, you're going to have an emotional response. So recognize that that's the way God's wired us, and that's okay. That's the recognizing part. The naming it is, what are you feeling? Mm-hmm. It seems like you're really sad right now, June. Is that what you're feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling sad. Hey, it are are you feeling angry? And sometimes I've seen you know she's four. She'll say. No, I'm more sad. Mm. Okay. Wow. Right? Like yeah. help But help, helping them identify what is the feeling that you're feeling right now? Are you sad? Are you scared? Are you angry? Mm-hmm. Maybe as they get a little bit older, are, uh, hey, you know, a teenager, you might say, "Man, it seems like that's a response is a response out of some kind of envy." Mm-hmm. Is that accurate? I mean, can we be honest that maybe that is that a, right? Is that how you would name that? No, mom, it's not. It's not envy. Well, what? Well, what is it? What 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 is it when you respond to your sister this way? If what's it's not envy? What's like mm-hmm. what? It, what's that emotion that we're all experiencing? Yeah, yeah. Because it's something, uh, we're, cause we're, something. <laughs> right? we're we're feeling something. We're feeling something right now. If you can tell us what it is, it's then, not neutral, right? Yeah. And then because once we name it, then we can say, maybe not right in that moment, but it, it, it is a teaching moment of okay, how do you properly express that emotion? Because mm. there is a proper expression for every emotion we feel, mm. and there are by the way there are improper expressions. So it, one of the things I've noticed is the pendulum in society tends to swing, right? So you kind of, um, you went from this, like the old school suppress every emotion,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know, like, like to don't ever tell anybody to control their emotions. They don't need to control their emotions. Right. They right. need to freely express the, two extremes. Right? Ooh, the pendulum swaying, And I think the health is in the middle of, yes, you, you, it, we, we need to do to be emotionally healthy. We need to express our emotions. Mm-hmm. But there's a right and a wrong way to express every emotion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even even good emotions can be expressed right poorly, how it manifests right? in how, behavior. Yep, yep. Yeah, And you can be too. I was gonna say you can be too kind. I don't know if you can, but you know we we probably all know people who are like, man, that person's such a pleaser.
2: Mm-hmm, all mm-hmm.
0: they do, they don't want to. They never ever want to make me. Upset. So they never, they never, and that sounds like a really great emotion of joy and happiness until it's candy coated and it's covering up and you think that's the only way it can be accepted is to be kind and happy and joyful all the time, right? Right. Um, Or the class clown. Humor is a skill. It's also like an emotion, like this fun emotion is great, but until you express it in an unhealthy way. And Mm so to, to have a conversation with your child, let's just say anger. Mm hmm. You, you you saw it happen. There's anger. You say, hey, it, it seems like you're feeling really angry. I am, Dad. I'm really angry. This would be more of a younger child. I am. I'm really angry. Okay. Well, I noticed you hit your brother. Mm-hmm. Do you think hitting your brother is the right way to show every to express your mm-hmm. anger? I don't know. Well, what would be some okay ways? Because there are okay ways. Right. What if you told your brother what he did to make you mad? Yeah. What if you... Walked away from the situation and counted to ten and, and just cooled down. Right. right.
1: What if we create a an anger punching bag? An this is where you go. Yes. You could <laughs> punch your way yes. at this bag. Don't kick the dog. A non-human bag. <laughs> Don't kick the dog.
0: <laughs> Feel free to kick the cat. No. Sorry.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> sorry.
0: sorry. Our
1: cat lover. But but, but yeah, yes,
0: you know if you if you want to go outside and kick the soccer ball as hard as you can against the garage door, that's a that that would be appropriate. Right. Because that anger's got to. Get out of you somehow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then we could come back and talk to your brother about what he did. So those are my observations as we're trying to create emotional health would be to help help your child recognize the emotion, Mm -hmm. name or recognize it's okay to have emotions. Recognize the reality or recognize I'm feeling emotional right now. I feel different. Mm -hmm. Something's going on. Okay, now name it and then help them express it appropriately.
1: That's really good. And all of those things, what we were talking about, because today we're, again, talking about the theme or our uh, two-episode series, Safe at Home, is having parents that create that pattern to exist totally creates emotional safety. Because if emotional safety is being able to truly express who you are, you want to be able to acknowledge, you want parents that acknowledge your feelings, that help Mm. you label them when you don't know what's happening. You're having some physical, emotional response. And when you're young, you're like, you may not have the experience to be able to even process. I'm just feeling all kinds of overwhelming things physically because emotions is, is a physical experience. Right. And having parents be able to create that space where it's not something wrong with you Mm -hmm. to be having these physical reactions that equal emotions creates that safety. And it's like you said, it's not saying we are too fluffy and saying whatever you feel and however it manifests and behavior is okay. We're not saying that, but by acknowledging and labeling it and then working through the process of proper um, uh, expression makes it such a safe place. Cause one thing I will say is, you know, when you talked about how you grew up it wasn't that emotions didn't exist back then. Right. And, you know, humans are humans through all the generations. Those are emotions have been there in the past as well. It's just, if they are not acknowledged, it's just not being acknowledged at your house. Right. But it could be acknowledged somewhere else. It could be expressed somewhere else. Like Mm. your kids will find some place to get that validation and a place where they feel emotionally safe Mm. And you want that to be in your home, right. not somewhere else, you right. know, like uh, by somebody else that you don't know where, what, you know, the influence might right. be. Um, so that's really great. So some of the things uh, that I had this morning is is thoughts and considerations that parents could think about when creating an environment that's emotionally safe. So I also have just three things. One is to think about how you can more, um, how you can improve your active listening. So to practice that act of listening, and there was an illustration um, I read that said, you know, just imagine that you lived in a world where every time you spoke, the words and the sounds just disappeared into thin air, mm-hmm. and people didn't receive them. And you just you're trying to communicate, you're trying to talk, but the words just keep disappearing. They keep vanishing into the air, and so people can't really connect with what you are trying to express. And, and this illustration example was what it feels like as a child when they're not actively listened to. It's like your parents are not really hearing what you're saying. And, um, and I think that's common even, even in our adult relationships is we hear people, but we, don't, we need more practice and active listening. Because a lot of times when we are in conversations, and we talk about this at work too, kind of good communication skills, we usually listen for other purposes. Like when you're talking, I might be like, oh, what's my next point? Mm -hmm. You know, like halfway listening. So it could be distracted listening. Sometimes it could be, ooh, I got to think about like a rebuttal, like someone's saying a point and I got to think, what's the smart thing I'm going to say in response? So your brain is actually like thinking about what's my response to that going to be. So a lot of times are like when our kids are talking to us, we might be distracted. We might be halfway listening. We might be already jumping to the conclusion. Okay, okay. once this person is done talking, this little human being that just talks, talks, talks is done talking. I know what I'm going to say. And so you're just you're not really there. But true, I think we could all tap into some experiences that we had and hopefully more than not where someone just is so zoned in as you are talking and you have the sense that they're not there to then talk their words of wisdom after you or to they've already jumped to a conclusion before you finish kind of elaborating your story and they're just going to respond back to what they've already assumed you need to hear. But when you experience someone really listening to you, it's very... It's very uh, powerful, like, oh my goodness. Like, you start to almost stutter, like, oh wait, you know, like, what am I saying? Because someone has just honed in on you. And I think that practice, that skill that mm-hmm. we can do with our kids, because often it's easy to dismiss them. Right. Because it's like, oh, what are you talking about? Your topic is not that important. Right. But if we just practice little by little, it doesn't have to take that much time. But the act of just really, am I really listening? To what my kid is saying, starting at a young age, and it really comes into effect, I think, as they get older, right. if you have that pattern of, I'm I'm going to listen to what you're saying. Yep. I'm not going to jump to a conclusion. Right. I'm not going to just think about advice to say to dismiss you. Um, can really create that environment of safety. Um, my second thing is to set and respect boundaries. I've heard someone say that think about boundaries as the wall of a house.
0: Okay.
1: They provide structure. They provide safety walls of your house. They define the space. And if you didn't have walls or if you had unstable walls, the house would be vulnerable and unstable. And many times, sometimes I think as parents, some, I think it depends on the personality. Some personalities might be like, I'm super strict and I like to be super strict. And some people might say, I like to be more laissez-faire and whatever happens goes. I think all of those are fine, but just the concept that teaching your kids boundaries, setting rules together, and then being consistent in enforcing Mm. those rules is actually something people say in a lot of studies. Kids need to thrive. They need to know that their structure, actually structure, rules, predictability is a a marker of creating a safe space for kids in a lot of different studies Mm. that they've had rather than, and of course, that's not saying don't be spontaneous. Don't be, it's not saying, You know, when things go wrong, you're rigid and you can't be flexible and go with the flow or adapt with things that are happening to you outside of your control. But creating a structure and being consistent with enforcing that structure with your kids on a general basis is really good for creating that um, safety Mm -hmm. and the sense of security for the kids to know that the world is at least created by my parents, a predictable place. And we've talked about this in our podcast that we actually like to do this with values, that it's not so much about rules for rules sake, but sometimes we create guidelines and rules around our values. Um, An example of this, and I've talked about this in our podcast, is when we go on vacation in this mini scope, we'll say, okay, what do we want our vacation to be like? What kind of feelings do we want to feel? And kids will say like, be happy, explore. And we'll say, okay, um, what are some of the rules we could say, our vacation rules Mm -hmm. that we want to establish as our boundaries, as our guidelines to be able to achieve that? Right. So collectively as a family, we'll come up with, okay, try to be patient, don't hit each other, you know, and some of it might be very specific to our family, but then having those guidelines does help our family make progress forward. Yep. And the last thing I have is to be curious over judgmental mm. and to avoid shame and contempt like it's the plague. Yep. And um, I read this story, it says, uh, so imagine this, like Mia, a teenager, she dyed her hair purple and Uh-oh. her parents, instead of expressing disapproval, like, oh my gosh, what are you doing.'" You know, like you're always so wild and so disobedient and like, why can't you why do you always give me a headache? Right. Like that could be a reaction. Right. You're hanging out with the wrong group of friends. Or like, why didn't you ask me for permission? Those are all like normal, maybe parental responses. Um, But let's just say her father curiously asked, "Okay, so what inspired you to choose purple? And in this story, Mia excitedly explained it was in honor of her late grandmother whose favorite color was purple Mm. and this deepened their bond and opened up an emotional conversation between the dad and the daughter. And so I'm not saying don't enforce rules. Like if dyeing your hair was like a a no, no in your family, it's not saying just be, you know, letting your kid do whatever. And just because they have a good reason or an emotive reason behind it, that it's okay Mm. in terms of a behavior you want. But you know, there is something about being curious first before you judge mm. that creates such a sense of safety yeah. and then it allows a conversation on proper behavior or right. action to be more right. productive anyway. Um, cause again, discipline focuses on the behavior and that's what we want to do. If you react sort of judgmentally without being curious first, you may be more inclined to say things you don't mean that are more shame based right. that are more, um, attacking mm-hmm. of who they are as a person yep. out of your frustration, right. which is the opposite of creating right. a safe, safe yeah. place. And the last thing I'll say about that is, um, and one thing to keep in mind is I don't know if parents have ever experienced like, Oh my goodness, my kids are wild at home. They are just like bonkers. But then, you know, so you're, you know, you have a friend that's going to do a play date or babysit or something. And you're just like, oh, I don't know how my kids are going to act at my friend's house. Cause they're just, my kid is just hyperactive, wild. And then your friend after they have their play date or babysitting was just like, your child was an angel. Mm. Like your child was so yes. well behaved. Yes. And I don't know if any other parents could relate, but then you're just like, what? Like right. they didn't like jump on the couch. They do that at my house. They right. didn't like throw the crayons up in the air. They do it at my house. And often kids, they know where it's a safe place to act out. Right. And so a lot of times it is not an uncommon thing that out in the outside world with strangers or at school, kids will be more angelic.
0: They follow the rules. They
1: follow the rules. And you're just like, what in the world? And then when they come home, they're all like crazy. And you're like, what's going on? And one word of encouragement to parents is, you know, part of that as frustrating and as difficult as it is, and it can be for parents That is part of a beautiful part of development is your child is exploring and testing the boundaries of like, what is proper behavior? What's not. And the only way they can really test that is if they feel safe enough to test
0: the boundaries. Oh yeah. you know, I I mean, I think it's remarkably important for a child to feel safe enough. Mm -hmm. And usually it's subconsciously to have, they can't have a bad day. Mm-hmm. Really. Right. At Sunday school, they yeah. can't have a bad day on the soccer field. They can't talk back to their soccer coach or else they'll lose playing time. Right. They can't start crying when the, when the math teacher gives them a piece of paper with a problem they don't know. Mm-hmm. You know they, they've learned at a certain age they've learned. And by the way, that's a mark of emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Right. They're they're figuring out where's the right expression in the right place. And mm-hmm. and that's all good. But oftentimes parents will, they, they feel like there's something amiss mm-hmm. if, why aren't they that good and angelic and controlled under our roof? Right. I would suggest it's oftentimes because you're creating a safe place, they need a safe place to cry. Right. They need, they need to have a bad, a, a place where they can have a bad day. Yeah. Because when they walk out the door, they have to kind of perform Right, and a safe environment that fosters emotional health is to recognize you can have a bad day at our house.
1: Exactly, and and it's it's okay. Yeah, and it's not like saying, "Well, this house is just going to be a house of bad days and bad behavior and just having meltdowns." Um, But if you are in a place where you can have that, and then we can talk about it, we can like address it together as a family. It takes that pressure off of. Our goal is not to have the perfect looking family. Right. Like parents, you don't have to put that pressure on yourself. Right. Your your job is to create a safe place, yep. physically safe place, yep. an emotionally safe place. And part of that is hard. It's right. hard work, it's messy, it's all the emotions, yep. all the trying to navigate through that and work through it together. But it's also such a beautiful thing yep. because in that environment, what we talked about, the definition of emotional safety, were a child can grow to feel confident, to be who they really are, right. to know how to be vulnerable and not just have grow up with walls. Right. To know how to express, label their emotions, yep. to seek help when yep. they need help. Yep. That is what we're trying to right. um, help foster for our kids. Not perfection. Right. It's gonna be messy. It's, it's gonna, gonna be tough. <laughs> but but hopefully that's just a word yeah. of encouragement. That yeah. if it is, you're not doing something wrong right for
0: mm-hmm. sure and I think as, as we wrap up maybe a, a good reminder for parents would be don't let yourself make the mistake of you know assuming a peaceful house mm-hmm. is a healthy house I think again that's my generation mm-hmm. I grew up in a very peaceful home
2: mm-hmm. I
0: never heard my parents argue not one time
2: Wow! I never
0: heard my mom or dad raise their voice at each you know, other same for wow. me same for you interesting yeah. right Peaceful. Mm. I never ever saw my mom lose her temper at me or my brother. What? Never once. Never once. My mom never That's ever. crazy. Never came, <laughs> had to come back to me and say, Crew, I'm sorry. Peaceful.
1: Mm.
0: Peaceful. I'm not sure it was healthy.
1: Mm.
0: Right? Because yeah. we were not a perfect family. W- me and my brother were, w- w- there's, was, there's was junk, mm-hmm, right? There's, mm-hmm. but it felt it felt healthy because we weren't arguing. Right, right, We weren't right. disagreeing. There wasn't pushback. There mm. wasn't term. I never saw my mom and dad hug. Interesting. I never saw them express like... Anything. Any, I mean, <laughs> and yet they loved Jesus. Yes. Yeah. They loved me and my brother. Yeah. We were raised in a very peaceful home. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I was old enough to start processing that myself and working through stuff going, oh, hold on a second. Mm. You know, like... Yeah. And then you get married and you realize, oh, okay, there's a whole lot of skills that weren't modeled to me that now mm-hmm. I'm trying to learn as a as a 25-year-old man because I'm married to a woman who grew up in a home that was had had its own set of problems right. but was healthier than ours when it comes to expressing, expressing what's going your on. emotions mm-hmm. and dealing properly with what, what you're feeling and not just, hey, you know, the appearances of happiness and joy and all that are, are what's most important. Right. Um, and I don't think I'm the anomaly. I think, I I think now again, I think this generation probably that's not as common and good, good on you. Those, those of you parents who are raising your kids like my daughter and her husband are right. Like you are with your girls good on you because that sets the table. It doesn't guarantee it, but it sets the stage, right? There's, there's all kinds of things you can do to raise emotionally healthy kids. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's a journey. It's learning. It's different for every kid. We gave six Mm -hmm. tips today, Mm -hmm. right? One, my tips were help them recognize the emotion, Mm -hmm. identify the emotion, and properly express the emotion. Mm -hmm. Yours were- Practice active
1: active listening, set and respect boundaries- and then be curious over judgmental.
0: Yeah, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. That
2: could be a whole episode. Permission for me to jump in. Permission with one granted. Ooh, number seven. To, the glorious number seven. Permission permission granted. Over, for me to surf <laughs> no, in. No, no, stop, kind of stop, right. stop, stop, <laughs> stop. stop. To ride stop in the right wave. There. Stop Carol, right there. <laughs> okay. Um, one one of the things uh, that I that I think's uh, important about emotional safety mm. is one of the elements would be. Um, <laughs> empathy. Yes. There we go. I'm like, where'd that go? There it is. Empathy. So being empathetic, mm-hmm. and one of the things that we would do with our family to, to remind ourselves, uh, basically, to consider the other person's point of view and where they're at, right? Is we would literally take off each other's shoes and put on each other's shoes and kind of walk around. <laughs> just had a lot of fun with it, right? Being silly I see about that. Being that. really fun. And then, and then we would talk about being in other people's shoes seeing it from their perspective that's and good. how important that is in conflict resolution which is yeah. another important component to that's good oh, safety.
0: oh man empathy holy smokes i feel we like do, we should do, switch we shoes could, right now do, no. should we
1: just trade shoes <laughs> no my feet are very you and i could you and i
0: could trade shoes really uh, yeah look really? how small hey, by the way how i have those, pretty small do you like feet those new shoes <laughs> are those. Those are cool. uh, uh, I, I bought those without <laughs> telling rachel and i said what do you think of my new shoes <laughs> And what does she think? She paused long and hard, <laughs> and she, that could, tells you the she couldn't quite figure out how to respond. <laughs> which was my answer. She's still yeah. yes, yeah, That, that still. tells you your answer. <laughs> well, everybody, thanks for listening. Man, we're so we're so honored that you that mm-hmm. you join us every episode. If you want to watch week one, episode one of Safety at Home with Mark Wilhelmson, you can do that right here. If you want to catch up, if you want to like and subscribe, you can do that right here. And as always, Producer Chris, if they have a question, a yes. parenting question, or yes. they want to suggest a topic, yes, where would they send that?
2: You can either just make a comment in the YouTube uh, comments there, or you can email parents at saddleback.com. Awesome.
0: Parents at saddleback.com. And yeah. as always, go to saddlebackparent. No, onpurposeparents.com. What's the URL?
2: Yeah, onpurposeparents.com.
0: <laughs> onpurposeparents.com. On parents parents Parents.com. Resources, blog book recommendations. There's a lot. You can can go and get the book that we mentioned last week with Mm -hmm. Mark. Yes. It's a great resource. On PurposeParents.com. Share with your friends and we will talk to you soon.
1: Bye everybody.